I am nomad. No, you're not nomad. You're an alien machine. It doesn't matter which side runs the village. It's run by one side or the other. Oh, certainly. But both sides are becoming identical. Because the owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream, because you have to be asleep to believe it. There's a 68.71% chance you're right. Cute. End of line. There's nothing in this world that you can own that I can't take with force, except Bitcoin. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Euros are going to zero. The yen's going to zero. The Chinese currency's going to zero. It's all going to zero against Bitcoin. Look at these three words written larger than the rest, with a special pride never written before or since. Tall words proudly saying, we the people. Then what will happen to us? There's no trace of my money. My office is gone. What will I do? How will I live? Your programming tapes have been altered. You are in error. You are a biological unit. You are imperfect. I am no man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Nomad 21, the 13th installment. Hope you're all well and stacking humbly. Uh, I had an eventful week here in Nashville, Tennessee, and attended the open house at Bitcoin Park. Always a treat to mix with Bitcoiners um, right there at Bitcoin Park from around the world. Uh, Preston Pish on hand. Rod and Matt, of course, the founders. Uh, Scott Lee from Bitcoin Magazine. He's the man in charge of Bitcoin 2023 on an organizational level. Interesting talking to Scott with all that he has to do, but he did take time out and enjoy himself there at Bitcoin Park. So shout out to Scott. Uh, who else was there? Oh, yeah. Rockstar Dev, NVK and Rob Hamilton, among many others. But uh, perhaps more interestingly, uh, I had the good fortune to meet and interview Scott Lindbergh and his wonderful wife, Tali, who were on hand to demo a Bitcoin board game called Huddle Up. So if you can imagine, the patio at Bitcoin Park was filled with people playing this game, uh, laughing, smiling, scheming, and conquering. And I kid you not, it was a hit. In fact, the gaming crowd were hard-pressed to leave, playing round after round and entirely exceeding the allotted time for gameplay. Uh, Scott was busy teaching and taking notes. Uh, feedback was constructive and positive. A good time had by all. You know, a success. Tally, of course, on hand as well, and she's a strong proponent of homeschooling, the larger infrastructure or background which kind of inspired and informed the Huddle Up game, which quite accurately teaches folks how the Bitcoin protocol functions. So sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy this rip with Scott and Tally, in which we discuss at length the concept of homeschooling and the Huddle Up Bitcoin board game. I'm Cedric Dungleman, and you're listening to Nomad 21 for High Signal. It's Scott Lindbergh and uh, his wife, Tally, here 
with me on the podcast today, folks. Thanks for uh, taking the time. We were at uh, Bitcoin Park mm-hmm. because you folks are promoting a little board game that has become something of a hot topic uh, of late in the Bitcoin space. Mm-hmm. And it's a board game called Hoddle Up. Hoddle Up, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about this, uh, this, this game? And am I correct in saying it's a Bitcoin mining game? That's correct. Okay. Yes. So the intent of the game, this will, this will help set the, how, it, how it came to be, it was I, I, I personally love games, love the fellowship and love games. And Tali and I were interested in Bitcoin and wanted to teach our children it's not always an easy subject to, to bring up, sort of like news and other and other things, and so this was a way of, of of it's just something I know I like I like games. So it's called a, a Bitcoin mining game because we we really started 2020 in terms of getting into Bitcoin and trying to understand it. It was very strange, and so I was trying to learn Bitcoin at the same time I was trying to build the game. So it's all based on Bitcoin concepts. So you made this journey for your first time into Bitcoin. Yes. You, you, you built a game at the same time. At the same time. And so it became a learning process for me personally. So my brother and I would go to a, a, a conference for games every year just because that was a passion, side, a side thing. And I'm like, well, let me see if I can make a game out of this. I can play it at home with the, the kids. And he would play test it with me. He's not a Bitcoiner. I, I, I got into all the books and the podcasts that a lot of the hardcore Bitcoiners go down and I would try to build something and then he we would play it and he challenged me he's like why why this or why not that and I would just not know and I'd have to go do research and, and come back so the result of that to come back to your question or to answer your question is I call it a Bitcoin mining game because it was to teach the fundamentals of how Bitcoin works it's not really economics it's not really you know what is money it's more of how does Bitcoin work, but in a, a simplified enough way that you can play it in the game. And there's a lot of different incentives with Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Why is there a cap? Then you have the halvings and you have all these other things that we take for granted in the Bitcoin circle. But you put those are a lot of really interesting things that you can build a mechanic around in a game. And that's that's where it started. So there are halvings. There are exactly 21 million. There are wallets. There's hot wallets and cold wallets. You can lose it. If you if don't, cold if you don't put it, in, yeah. So, so part of that is I saw that happen uh, so, during, during your game day, right? And so, so the reason that I call it Bitcoin mining game is because it's really meant to the mechanics of the game are meant to follow the mechanics of how Bitcoin works. You have to make some assumptions because it's there's the only other way you could replicate it is to just go and buy some Bitcoin, right? If you, once right. you start once you start yeah. getting it, it gets really complicated. So. It's not exact. You you have to make some assumptions to make the game playable. Right. But everything in it, everything in it is based on something in Bitcoin. It was yeah. really striking to watch people play um, on premises at, at Bitcoin Park and see the transactional process take place on a board game with colored tokens and colorful cards and uh, to see the blocks laid out on the board. Uh, what a striking uh, effective way to to educate people. Mm. It's really cool. Can I comment on that real quick? Uh, absolutely. Okay. So we 
we had the opportunity to play with people here and test it, and that was the first time we played it with people who knew Bitcoin. They loved it. That was actually one of the responses we, we got was, wow, the, the halvings are really visual. Like, it, it slaps you in the face. Mm-hmm. So, because they're just, that's the way the tokens are laid out on the, on the, on the board. So, it, it, was, uh, it was a comment, and it was just like, wow, okay. I mean, that was... Glad it came through. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it was, but it was like, hey, this is pretty striking in terms of taking this this principle of what it is, but it's laid out now and just literally in front of you on a table. You have to take it from her because you've already taken that one. If you tried to do this, sending one coin from blue to green, it's not a valid transaction because they don't have one coin. But if you move one green to blue, she has one, that's good. And so you could submit that transaction. How stupid are the users? And she would uh, try and defend. Or, or, or you could decide if you submit the transaction, you get four, the four coins in the block reward. So right, you mine the transaction. So that would be a good move. But if you wanted to, for some reason, like for each chess reason, you could say, I'm not going to submit this transaction. I'm going to let the difficulty go down. And yeah, move it on to the next person. So you don't ever have to submit a valid, a valid transaction. Um, how did you two? Because uh, I understand there's a broader infrastructure from which mm. you're operating um, that spurned the idea in the first place. Is that correct, Tally? Well, we homeschooled our kids their entire schooling career, and we had heard of Bitcoin even several years before he started actually researching it. And at the time we thought, cryptocurrency, how can that be a thing? How can something digital that you cannot see or touch be money, right? Be a Mm -hmm. medium of exchange. And in our homeschooling efforts, one of the, our main goals for our kids was we wanted them to graduate high school and understand how money works. That was something that was already part of our goal anyway. Financial literacy was was huge for our educational efforts. And so when the subject of cryptocurrency came up, we wanted to understand it, but we didn't understand it. And at the time, this is several years back now, there weren't the type of resources that, that's so vastly available today, right? So it was sort of exposed to us. We somehow knew it was important. We wanted to understand it so we can explain it to the kids, but we didn't. So when he came across Bitcoin through listening to podcasts, because he's an avid podcast listener, mm-hmm. he started talking to me about it. He was like, this Bitcoin thing is important. I keep hearing it come up, you know, et cetera. And this is several years ago as well. And I said, Scott, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't understand it. I just, it's like so beyond my comprehension because I'm not a coder. That's not my background. Mm-hmm. I have no tools to comp- to wrap my head around this thing. And, but he kept saying it. He kept saying, Bitcoin's important. You need to know. We need to tell the kids about it. So when he first came up with a prototype, he's laying it out on the table. And I'm looking at the stuff. And it still made no sense. And he's like, okay, here are some video links. Go watch this video that explains the whole blockchain, you know, the hash rates, shot 256 and all that stuff. <laughs> I watched the video. And afterwards, I said, I... I have no clue what he just said. I All I heard was blah, 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 this, Bitcoin, blah, 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 blockchain. You know, I didn't understand any of it. <laughs> so it was, so he kept going back and he's doing, as he just mentioned, he's doing research, he's testing it with his brother. 
And it was several prototypes later that it finally clicked for me, enough for me to say, this is important. And at that point, then I decided I was going to go re-up on it. Right. And it took us that long. It took him realizing that's important, creating the prototype, creating another prototype, creating another prototype before I finally got it. And then when I got it, I told the kids, I'm like, this is important. You guys all need to be involved in this. And then, of course, it was their turn to go, why is that important? What is Bitcoin? You know, so it's, it's a process. Teenager, it's, sure the teenager it's response. a process. Yeah. So you approached it with uh, the game as context for the rest of your supplementary yes. learning through videos and uh, articles. And uh, mm-hmm. it was incredible. it was the mm-hmm. icebreaker that I needed to realize that it was something that I can possibly understand. Mm-hmm. And once I crossed the, that threshold, then I thought, okay, now I'll go research it. But up until that point, if I because I felt like it was just so beyond comprehension for me, mm-hmm. I didn't even. I'm like, I'm not going to listen to podcasts. I'm like, read the books. I'm not going to understand it. Mm. You know. So how long mm. has this process been? Then from uh, zero mm. to hero. Right now, we're, oh. <laughs> well, I don't know if heroes are right. We're, I, I, we're. This is the. We're in our third year. It, it took two okay. years just to get the game. Yeah. It took another three months to to write the book that we'll be getting out here in a couple a couple of weeks to, that will go with the game. Um, you you and I haven't had a chance to talk about that. Maybe we can talk about that later. Yeah. Well, right but, now, why not? There's a, uh, there's a comp, the supplementary book, folks, with the with, with included with the game package. It's separate. It's separate today. It's separate today. I didn't have it done yet, so I got it separate. And honestly, I don't. I don't think what I've observed is, I got excited about Bitcoin and I tried to tell people about it, Mm -hmm. kids and Tali and others, and a lot of people just like, I don't want to hear this. You just sound like you're crazy person. I don't want to hear anymore. Right? I was just talking about this with this exact thing with Cedric Youngleman. And we were trying to glean tips from one another on how to not blow it. Well, here's, I'll give mm-hmm. you, a, maybe I yeah. could just tell you in a story then. So we took the game to a, a, another meetup. It was a smaller meetup, great bunch of people. And there were maybe 10 or 12 people there, most of whom already were Bitcoiners. They were pretty technical. Okay. One of them was the significant other of somebody. And this person had no interest in Bitcoin. She had no desire whatsoever to be listening to this <laughs> stuff. And so... Basically, that night, we, they, they were open to playing the game. We, we started to play the game, and a couple people got so excited about Bitcoin, and they wanted to tell her about it, that they just started spouting out everything. There's sound money. There's a cap. There's all, like, they just, all of all the, yeah. and you could just see the body language of, like, and you the push plays over. Well, worse than that, it was more like, how fast can I get out of here? <laughs> so, yeah. then it... We played the game. We actually got to play the game, and this person started to get into it. By the end of the game, they wanted to buy it and play with their family. And I talked to I talked to her a couple weeks later at another meetup, and she said that was the first time in ten months that 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 she had been um, with this with her with her uh, boyfriend, and said we even though he's into Bitcoin, this is the first time they've been able to talk. Yeah, and so then. So my lesson is, and this is this is the thing that I, I think is what I've learned and kind of what you and Tali were just talking about is the way that you're going to get through to the next the next people on the adoption curve is not 
hey, listen to these podcasts and all these books. There's, I think as we get to this next stage, we're going to have to be, we're going to have to approach it uh, knowing that there, it's a different audience that's going to be accepting it. Right. And the biggest mistake that I see when I do take out the game are the people who know too much. Yeah. They right. get so excited. Yeah. And they just start going. Like, the the beauty of the game is it's the icebreaker. Like what Tali was just, right. was just mm-hmm. saying, guys, we're just going to play a game. Mm-hmm. If, you have a, if, if they ask you a question, why is there a hot and cold wallet? Fine. You, you have your opportunity. Why are there... Why do the number of tokens go in half every, you know, third of the game here? Like, what's mm-hmm. what's that for? You can go ahead and you can start to talk, but you're going to, I think to me, the icebreaker is you, you have to let people come to it as right. opposed to forcing it onto them. Mm-hmm. And when you play the game, it's it's just a game. Now, we happen to like the, the homeschooling angle and the books. So the book is a companion if you want to go deeper, I just listed out the resources that were helpful to me. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, in the game, this is a wallet. In real life, this is more complicated. Here's what's going on, and here are resources to learn more. Okay. And so I don't think the book is for everybody. I think it's for those that, that actually, when they're ready, want to take the next step. But it's literally break the ice and and you're going to reach people better by relaxing and stepping back and, and not people, let them come to you as discover through the gameplay. Yes. And it's and I didn't know that at first, but now we've witnessed it several Multiple times. Several times, yeah. We play it and people who would otherwise not engage on the subject mm-hmm. are now starting to to they're willing to talk on it. What is that? Mm-hmm. And and then you're just like, that's all you need is a start. And sooner or later, they're going to go down the rabbit hole. Right. You just need to get them started. And the yeah. game is the icebreaker to help start. Or even yeah. to make it seem possible for them to understand it. Because right. I think that's a, that's a huge roadblock for people. It's they, huge. Yep. They don't think they can understand it. So many people I have talked to about Bitcoin say the same thing to me. I know Bitcoin is important. I know I need to learn about it. But I can't. Always. Like, I would say 99 out of 100 people that I talk to tell me the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the roadblock that we need to try to get over, right? Build a bridge over. It's funny. I'm going through my mental Rolodex of, of friends right now and mm-hmm. uh, trying to come up with who I'm going to present this to. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many players uh, do you need? And, and what is the maximum amount of players? You Technically, you could probably play with two people. Mm-hmm. I think if you want to have a good dynamic in terms of interaction and strategy, you the four, uh, three or four, four is really number. is really good. You can go up to six. Yeah. Currently, I've had requests for an expansion pack, so I will. <laughs> I will. I'm, I'm I'm looking at a way that you you basically could extend it to to others. But um, in the game, there's a, a component where you have you can buy extra mining rigs. So you have an incentive to be able to get your blocks faster. When you play with six people, you've maxed out. So you you all have the same amount in right. that case. So to me, I like having that extra mechanism in there that you have to make a decision about. And so yeah. that I prefer four or five. For right. that. But technically, you could have up to six. Or you, right. can play in, you can play teams too. You can Maybe you're, you're playing with a younger kid and... They're having it's a lot of math in there. You're constantly adding up to see if you 
hit your difficulty adjustment or not. So I love the so difficulty the, adjustment yeah. wheel. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So that might be frustrating. So we put ages 14 above, but let's say you wanted to play with someone younger, then you could you could probably play with more people. You just maybe, you know, your nephews teamed up with the uncle and sure. the father yeah. and the son or like something where they don't feel that the math is going to get in their in their yeah. way from from doing it. So yeah. you could it's it's up to you. How do you how do you play games with your you your your friends so you can just expand it uh it's got to be satisfying i mean here you are in the uh, epicenter of, of uh or one of the epicenters of the bitcoin world in north america certainly uh bitcoin park it's a busy patio uh i arrived uh disappointed because i thought i had missed the it was from 1 to 3 p.m i think and i was late and uh Yet people were still playing. Nobody wanted to like. I, I was joking with your West Point buddy uh, Mike. Mm. Shout out to Mike, by the way. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we got this plug. I get him on this podcast for sure. But uh, we were laughing because it was like, man, they're going to be trying to kick people out of here, and you won't be able to get the game board out of these dead <laughs> hands. So talk about uh, uh, you know solidifying the, the concept of hodling. And mm-hmm. model your game board. <laughs> but can I can I just comment real, real quick yeah. though? The if any I I can't tell you. Tali and I are so grateful for the for what Matt and Rod and they and their and Josh is helping with operations at Bitcoin Park. Mm-hmm. They are the most humble, opening, uh, open people you will ever meet. And they didn't know who we were. We were just strangers that walked in. They, it was like it is so welcoming and then the, how did you present this to them you just showed up we showed up and we started talking and we at one point homeschooling came up and then i said hey i also have a game and and matt basically i, I think at this point i'm allowed to say this we were on his podcast um mm-hmm. just said okay let's play and he it's a citadel dispatch citadel dispatch okay. and he gave me a shot and he's played a lot of other bitcoin games he didn't have to do that he didn't know who i was and, and like I just, I, I just, I can't express my gratitude enough. What they're doing to help get Bitcoin out to others and share knowledge. Mm-hmm. If you can ever get to Bitcoin Park, like get to Bitcoin Park, it yeah. is, it is. Uh, yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I just don't know how else to express it. It's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing that they're building. Yeah. And Tali and I are beyond grateful to uh, that that we can. That we we found them and that they're so open. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, it's a similar experience for me. Uh, you know, walking in as a content creator and just networking with the people. And like you said, you know, uh, Rod is such a great ambassador. Uh, Matt as well. And uh, Rod gave me a cold card. Nice. One of the demonstrations. Nice. Oh, that's right. You did I'm, get that. I'm his biggest yeah. fan forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's get into homeschooling. Okay. And uh, why is it important? And um, what can we do to make people more aware of that? I mean, the game is a great way, but there's got to be other ways to do it. That's a big topic. I mean, I, I can talk about it all day long. <laughs> I think one of the most important things about people considering homeschooling is that they get to make decisions about what their kids should know and shouldn't know growing up, ways to protect their innocence while giving them knowledge. 
bringing them up in a way that you feel is best because you are the one who loves them the most mm -hmm. and you know them the most well. Mm -hmm. And so to have that level of control, I think is so meaningful. And then, and then just the kids growing up, having a very intimate relationship with a parent that speaks volumes, mm -hmm. you know, in today's culture, I feel like so many people feel isolated in their developmental stages. You know, there's, there's so many issues in schools that are just a result of kids feeling lonely and isolated. Mm -hmm. And when you homeschool, you have that intimate relationship that just, it's, you can't replace it anywhere else. It's, it's very special, the parent-child relationship. So, I mean, in my mind, that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. well, for people considering homeschooling. Yeah, she's like a little modest in terms of how much work it is. It's very yeah, hard. I and I will And that could be a barrier to yeah. some people. So as for me as a husband, I gotta brag a little bit. Like this yeah. the, put it in Bitcoin terms, it's it's like the proof of work and you're investing in your kids. Right. And from my point of view, I have a lot of distrust on a lot of things like the government, so Department of Education and what's being taught or not taught. So when I hear Tali describe that, I'm like, it's so much, it's so impactful. It, but in Bitcoin terms, it's a matter of separation of education and state. Mm -hmm. So self-custody your education is kind of <clears throat> the umbrella I would put that under. Are you going to trust somebody else to educate your kids? Or are you going to do what Tali did and said, I think it's worth my time. Um, I'm going to put my time into developing my kids, and that's where I, I want to. That's where I want to put my proof of work mm -hmm. into. Um, so that's um, it's a huge topic for us. We're, we're obviously very passionate about it. Mm -hmm. But this is a Bitcoin podcast, so in Bitcoin terms, mm -hmm. that's that's how I see these two worlds connected. The yeah. education is not just for playing a game and teaching your friends. You know, there's also a huge education component that. Just like we got into the beef initiative, and there's so many other rabbit yeah. holes that Bitcoin right. is opening up. It's amazing. Education is another one of the rabbit holes that that is opened up, and for us personally, that's where we're passionate about trying to help. Okay, and at this point, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, my my uh, brother in arms, Princey Daniel Prince. He's at Princey on Twitter. Uh, Daniel, we're shouting out to you right now. Uh, you folks need to get in touch. Uh, he's a big proponent of uh, homeschooling. And, um, oh, thank you for that. Yeah, we'd <laughs> love to talk to He walks the walk. And uh, I just feel like society, uh, or sorry, families in general, uh, feel like their, their trust has been betrayed yeah. in many ways, on many fronts and many levels. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, what is... The price of that trust. What are you willing to um, sacrifice in order to fix that? In order to uh, uh, gain peace of mind and uh, mm -hmm. separate education and, and state. And I mean, that's a whole other rabbit hole that we. But that's where yeah, when, I, when yeah. I hear her speak, I mean, there's there's so much more. It's hard to. It's it it's hard to wrap it all up. But to address yeah. your question from earlier about somebody who's thinking about homeschooling and feeling completely overwhelmed by the idea of it. it's an expensive proposition if two parents are working and then one of them has to stay home to take care of, of yes. this incredibly it, huge job. Yeah, it is a sacrifice. And depending on where you live, um, sometimes you get a little bit of help from the state if it's 
homeschooler friendly, but other places you are completely on your own. You、mm-hmm. are paying for every field trip, and you are paying for all the learning material, the curriculum that you buy, everything,、mm-hmm. right? And on top of that, you don't have the opportunity to also work. Although that is possible now,、yeah. uh, for sure, for sure, it's possible because I know people who do it, who work full time and homeschool their kids. They just have; they're just busy all the time. Yeah, I can but, imagine. Yeah, but just to address、uh, the concern of people who are thinking about it. It just like anything else you do in life, you can always change your mind, right? right? You can always pivot. So, don't go into homeschooling thinking I have to commit myself to the next twelve years, and I got to take it all the way to the end. You don't have to think that long term. You can just say, let's just see how things go over the next twelve months. Right. That's much more manageable, and things are going to change anyway. Your kids are going to get older.、Right. You know, your living situation might change. Whatever, just plan out the next maybe even six months because you can pivot. We have so many choices for resources,、mm-hmm. um, not only online but in person in different locations. There are purely online. Workshops or curriculum that you can sign your kids up for that gives you the flexibility to travel, but you also have all the way on the other end of the spectrum, what I call part-time private schooling.、Mm-hmm. So you're technically homeschooling, but you're not teaching any of the subjects. You bring your kids to a location, professional teachers teach them, but you get to choose what classes they take, which teacher they sign up for. They do their homework at home, and. All you're doing is being the principal. You're making all the coordination decisions,、right. but you're not actually doing any of the hands-on, you know, things. And、mm-hmm. so they get the social exposure component, but you retain full control.、Mm-hmm. So there's just this, everything else in between, like this whole range of of options,、okay. and、mm-hmm. you don't need to know all of it. Just look down this next six months. Just try something, you know,、right. and then just pivot if you need to. It's okay. And what kind of、uh, regulation do we face if we were to take on the role of a homeschooler for our children?、Mm-hmm. Would something like an activity like we're going to Bitcoin twenty twenty three with our kids, and、mm-hmm. gonna, it's going to be、mm-hmm. a Bitcoin learning experience, for example? Does that count? Does that have any educational validity? According yes, it to, does.、Okay. It does. I didn't think so until I was doing high school transcripts for my kids when we were applying to college. Right. And you know, in our in our school history, right when we were going through school, if they coordinated coordinated a trip to the zoo, that counted. That was a zoo visit day, right? right? They might even take a field trip to the grocery store, and that's all day. You're you know lining up at the bus. They're doing attendance. It takes two hours for everybody to get together. You go to the grocery store. You walk around. They kind of walk you to the back room. Forty five minutes. You come back out. Another two hours to get you under the bus. You get back. That's a school day, but、right. you got forty-five minutes of right learning experience, right?、Gotcha. That counts. Yeah. So, and I trip, think many of these activities can be more they, valuable than、yes. traditional textbook learning. Absolutely, absolutely.、Mm-hmm. And so, a trip to Bitcoin Conference twenty-three for sure, you put it on your transcript.、Right. It counts.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every hour that you're there counts. Your travel counts. All of it counts. I I personally don't. I don't know the the. Transcript is almost like the proof of stake kind of thing, the diploma. To me, that、yes. if a if a if so if a kid goes there with their parent and they learn something, or they're inspired, or they have they their mind opens up 
to something they otherwise that's more valuable than mm. what I can write on a piece of paper and try to tell some university they they did I get it that's value valuable because if you want to go to university then take credit for it to me it's the life lesson and the benefit of homeschooling is it's you, real experience it's real experience yeah. right and so you know what do you he, want to I teach think, your kids I think he was talking about state requirements so I want to circle back to that mm-hmm. question yeah. because I, I alluded to that yeah there is an organization that has a fabulous website and it's called homeschooler Legal Defense H okay H S L D A Association. We'll, we'll get you the link to put in your, yeah. your notes there. And sure. so yeah. they you actually can go to their website and click on your state on a US map right. and it tells you exactly what you need to do to pull your kid out of school, to tell your state that you're homeschooling, what all the legal requirements are. And unfortunately right now it depends on where you live. Some states have no requirements. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Some states have a long list of things that you have to comply with. Right. So just go to that website and check it out. Very cool. Um, and it seems like nowadays more than ever, um, people are, are visiting this homeschooling option uh, with, with great seriousness and, and the greater numbers by the week, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to go to a yeah. couple of homeschooling conferences or we're going to try to take the game in the book and approach the, the ideas of Bitcoin and presenting that in, in, a, in a different way. I, a lot of people go to homeschooling for different reasons. They want their kid to, to accelerate faster than the, um, a normal school would let them right. go, or maybe their, school, their, their student has special needs. Maybe they're concerned about indoctrination because it's of who's actually doing the teaching. I wasn't going to say anything. No, but I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of decisions, and there's a lot of publicity about what happens with school boards or doesn't happen. And and to me, uh, there's a lot of reasons to go to homeschooling. I didn't have a lot of clarity on how to put that. the, the The journey through Bitcoin has helped me see that more clearly. It's a it's a window of truth. On everything in life, it's unbelievable how that happens once you um, grasp it beyond the speculative play of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even think it's a speculative play at that, but it, it's really incredible how it has inspired people. Uh, I think it's um, accompanying the homeschooling movement in in uh, as a cooperative partner in a sense. I think it's, I mean, we're looking at what open protocols are mm-hmm. doing now mm-hmm. uh, with social media in terms of uh, Noster and Damos, and uh, I'm, I'm blown away at what this uh, little orange pill uh, has the power to do, mm-hmm. you know? I agree. Uh, I wanted to go back, Scott, to your rabbit hole story, because I assume you, you got Tali into Bitcoin uh, after I, much effort. Well, right. I could say, I, what was I don't your, know, I, how, did, how did you find, how did so, you discover Bitcoin? So I was, I do like podcasts. I listen to them in the, in the car. I listen to them working out. And, and one of the ones that I had listened to uh, the longest was the Investors uh, investors Podcast with Preston Pish. Wow. Yeah. And did you get to say hi to Preston I did, yesterday? I did. Yeah. said Good. go army to him because he's a West Point guy too. Yeah. yeah. You know so. how they, they called him out uh, <laughs> before he hosted the panel yesterday? And they said uh, Preston was guilty of doxing people through photographs and posting them on social media. <laughs> and that was a number of uh, months ago. And I was at that one. And uh, I asked Preston later outside to 
to take a picture with me. And he was ready, and he was posing with me. I said, no, 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 we're going to turn around and just show the backs of our heads. You know? Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I did not get a picture with him. He, uh, I, I've just been a long-time listener, and the fact that he was a West Pointer, it was, I, just, I just wanted oh, to go up. Oh, he's right. Yeah, yeah, he's class uh, 2003. Okay. Yeah. And what, I'm 93, so I was 10 years before. So, um, But I, I just wanted to go up and thank him because... He he was he started out only doing the value investing, and then he yeah. kept. They would do the reviews, and he says, "What's this Bitcoin thing?" And eventually, he, you know, just yeah, focused he only. Was a real Buffetteer, right? He, was he a, is. He was he, I think at Warren Buffett, you know, I'll let him speak uh, for himself. I think at heart, he's still probably a value investor. You just yeah. have to wait till we were, you know, we achieve um, hyper Bitcoinization and Bitcoin right. standard before you get back to it. So you were uh, with Preston's podcast before he got Orangeville. Right. And he would interview people like Plan B or Lynn Alden or, or whoever. And then I'd say, oh, there's a, there's, this person has a book or uh, another podcast. And then I would go to that. So I, uh, the, the books, like Inventing Bitcoin, The Bitcoin Standard, mm-hmm. and The Price of Tomorrow were the, the, probably the big three for okay. me. So I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm doing research. And, and, I, and I go to Tali, you have to know about this. And I, I wanted her to to do the Audible book. Um, we have a lot of Audible books, too. I said, right. listen to, uh, you, you need to listen to this book. And I was referring to the Bitcoin standard. Yeah. Tali doesn't really cuss, but the book that she listened to was Money You Can't F With. Okay. <laughs> and she kept coming back saying, hey, that's really interesting. And she would say something, and then I would be really confused. Because I'm like, that. I don't remember that <laughs> in the book. And I was so happy that she was doing it, but I was so confused because yeah. I didn't know what she was talking about. I hadn't listened to it myself yet. Yeah. I was like in a different gotcha. order. <laughs> um, but I'll let her tell her story that the good news is that she said, hey, for our anniversary, let's go to, let's go to Bitcoin 2022. Oh, and so that was, our, that was our wedding anniversary was to go to the conference last year. Sweet. <laughs> so Yeah. I was listening to that book. <clears throat> I don't even know how it showed up on our Audible list, but it was there and I started listening to it and I would get so angry. <laughs> I, I would have to turn it off right. because yeah. I, w- I was just thinking back through all the, the decisions I have made mm. based on the fiat system, right? Yeah. And it took me several months to get through to the end when I went up to Scott and said, okay, let's do this Bitcoin thing. Nice. And so once I, I was converted and we had gone to the conference and even at the Bitcoin conference because of the energy that's there and the people who you can talk face to face with, mm-hmm. everything just solidified. Because up until then, I was interested, but I still didn't fully understand how it worked. I still was questioning what the whole coal wall thing, like what the heck is that? What is the difference between that and the hardware and then all that stuff? But it was at the Bitcoin conference, talking to people one-on-one that really helped me cross that last hurdle, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when when I went home, I told the kids they have to read that book, the right. Bitcoin, the the hard money you can't f with. <laughs> and out of our four kids, one read it. Well, and you that know, one, so than but you know what? She was converted. <laughs> she wasn't. She wasn't angry because she's too young to have had <laughs> yeah, have, have, have been stung sure. yeah. by you know our current system. But <laughs> she went to the end of the book and she said, "Okay, all the money that I learned, I earned over the summer, I won them converted to Bitcoin." Wow, and that I was mean, and and uh, and I was I was just blown away. But that's why I think his game is important because the one-on-one aspect is so important yeah. to be in the same room 
feel and to the feel energy. the energy mm-hmm. and to be eyeball to eyeball. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there all those resources that are online, all the YouTube channels and the podcasts. They're so valuable, but nothing replaces the eyeball to eyeball interaction. But you also, she, I, I think it actually. That's a great. I mean, here we are trying to tell you how great homeschooling is and how passionate we are about Bitcoin, and we can't convince our own kids. Right. Right. So to me, I go back to the game too. Yes, one out of four said, I will listen to what you're recommending, the way that we went sure. into it. Yeah. And I go back to the game. My other kids are going to play the game, and it'll be the book will be there for them when they're ready for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at least they know that cold storage is better than a hot wallet, right? At least, you That's know, they, they, they know that people know. Right. And, um, and but the I limited think, supply thing, yeah, I they, think as they start to earn their own money because they're at that age where they're getting mm-hmm. their own job, they haven't felt the sting yet, you know? Yeah. They haven't mm-hmm. felt the sting, which is probably why they're they're like, ah, it's, it's important, but it doesn't, mm-hmm. it's not relevant to me. But there will come a day when they are going to realize, like yeah. right now we're looking at tax returns, right? It's almost tax day. <gasps> and my daughter came up to me and she goes, here's my W-2. Why did the government take so much of it? <laughs> yeah, it's a, but I think, I mean, I still think the, the, that you just, you can't, even with homeschooling, you're not going to be able to force other people, even your own kids, mm-hmm. to take the orange pill. Like, you're not. It's like homework. You got to. You know, I don't want, like, you're telling me I have to read a book. I, I haven't even read any Bitcoin books. I've just done it all through osmosis mm. and speaking to people and, and uh, going to the occasional meetup and, mm-hmm. and you know, videos on YouTube and, and podcasts. But if you had told me, I want you to learn about this thing, Bitcoin, mm. uh, read this book and talk to me next week, I probably wouldn't have cracked the spine of that no, book. No, and that's, that's, I, that's what I'm saying. That is that you, you, again, there's a lot of overlap in these subjects, but... We're passionate about education. We're passionate about the the Bitcoin, and even within our own family. So, what are your chances of convincing a friend or a colleague by force? And and I go back to, to me, the game is just a, a way. It's the icebreaker discussion all over again. Mm-hmm. Just you, you need a way of reaching people without without turning them off. So mm-hmm. you, you're you're in company of people who share the the passion, and you're like, why doesn't everybody else feel the same way? Well. That people are different, and and to me that the the someday I'm hopeful like our kids will play the game and they'll be like something will click, mm-hmm. and they will go and read the next thing or listen to the next thing or have that next conversation and take the next step, but they're not going to get there because Dad yelled at them about how important no. this is. And of not. I just I just want to start a conversation. I want you to be familiar with some terminology, and I don't want you to run away and be turned off by it. Yeah. I just want to. I just want to start. Well, I just want to relay a, a different story on my side of the family. So my brother, my younger brother, I have mm. been telling him about this Bitcoin thing for two years while he was developing the game. Yeah. And every time I would talk to him, he would say, oh, I already missed the boat. What about this coin? I'm like, no, but you don't understand. Yeah. Bitcoin is not like that. But I couldn't convince him. Yeah. And then this last Christmas, uh, literally two months ago, he came and stayed with us over the holiday break and he played the game with us. That was the first time that he had played the the finish game. Before that, he had he had heard about the prototype, but he didn't play it. So right. he sat down, played it with my mom. She's seventy five, and the Mayid is just she has no idea. She just played the game because it was it was a game. But anyway, so he plays the game. He's like, hmm, that's interesting. And then I said, 
And oh, by the way, I'm taking you to a Bitcoin meetup tomorrow. Cool. And he was like, yeah, okay. So he goes with me. He didn't say no. And at the Bitcoin meetup, he heard someone do a, uh, a presentation on the Lightning Network. Right. And then he was like, oh, this is a thing. Yeah. So I'm not sure I can call him a Bitcoiner, but we went back home after that meetup and my mom said, how did it go? He says, well, I just want you to know that Bitcoin is not like other cryptocurrencies. <laughs> that was what he <laughs> said to her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it took two years. Then he played a game. Then he went to a meetup and he talked to some people face to face. And then he was like, okay, there's something there. You know what else I got to add to is I've, I've gotten some feedback from others too. It's I love these stories, but... Um, I also get feedback where people say they play it with their, their kid and their kid beats them. <laughs> and I, having been beaten at my own game, it's very humbling. But I, but the, the cool thing about is this is also that they're more open. And yeah. you're introducing a concept at a, at a time when they can grasp. They're not, they're not, they, haven't, they don't have anything to unlearn. They're just, yeah. they're just fresh. Yeah. And, and honestly... Sometimes the kids kick the kick the uh, the adults' butts. Yeah, yeah they just. You know, so I mean, I was looking around the crowd at Bitcoin Park um, the other day, and these devs they look like they're sixteen. What? <laughs> <laughs> talk about feeling dumb. I'm sure. I'm glad I'm in on the, the content mm. creation uh, end of the business here. Uh, I just wanted to to uh, mention one more thing about the game. Uh, I was with your, your West Point buddy Mike mm. watching from afar and uh, we were seeing how people were so enthusiastic about it and, and uh, you know people had played the game once and in the second round they were teaching people how to play they, they took to it so well mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if, you know what what do you think you've started here because this could go places I mean you may be inspiring other people people to create their own games based mm. on the protocol in some way and we, we got a little bit silly Mike and I talking about what could happen I could Ooh. see you know LARPers you know mm. out on a field with giant soft foam pickaxes <laughs> pretending they're mining on each other's uh, coins and so what's going to happen so this? a couple of things one is we've been very fortunate that people have helped us and I've already talked to uh, several other people who are developing or have developed Bitcoin games it's not a this isn't like okay I was there and it's over uh, this is one of those things it's sort of like you're, how many a lot of people have a wallet but someone else is going to try to create a better wallet so I I would encourage people if they have ideas to try them I'm more than willing to talk to anybody if they want because I just love games mm-hmm. as far as where it's going to go I, I have this 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 tension because the the low time preference idea of the game is like I want something that's going to last I want a game that's nice has a nice feel to it yeah. and that's the game I made the the issue I'm having is I also want to get the education out there and so the what I would like to do is to develop versions of it that I don't want to say cheap I don't want to say that but if I use different materials and I can lower the price point can we get it to schools can we get it to libraries <clears throat> and then what I'd really like to be able to do is to get it translated because it, the, the only thing you have to really translate are the directions because the number it's, it's colors and numbers yeah, yeah. there's no so. there's nothing yeah. you don't have to read anything other than to learn how to play yeah. but I don't I like wherever I would like to go with this is as much as I appreciate the high end game 
I think the thing that would be most rewarding is if we could get it into other languages and other countries and we could help with what we just talked about but with a much broader uh, reach mm-hmm. so you know if there's someone that you, that's out there that can that's willing to help us translate directions into whatever language that to me, that sounds really exciting because now you you can have you have the ability to maybe impact another, like another whole part of the world oh, that yeah. we're not we're not, we're gonna we're gonna go to homeschooling conferences we're gonna do our our meetups but um, that's that's where I would like to to take it and then we have other other ideas of things we want to teach and so the the goal is that we pick a subject we make a game and put a book on it and. And then over the course of years, we develop a, a set of things that are basically fun to play and have the fundamental concepts that people, the, as a parent, for example, I want to talk about. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Anything you'd like to add? Uh, first of all, uh, Twitter handles uh, so the, the plebs can give you a follow or find out more. So I'm at Scott Lindbergh 93. Uh, I also have a free market kids which is just Free Market Kids uh, right. at That's Twitter. That's the game company? That's the name of the, the company is Free Market Kids, okay. and the website is freemarketkids.com. The Twitter handle, I have a Twitter handle for the company as well, mm-hmm. which is Free Market Kids. Okay. And I just set up two weeks ago a, um, a Noster. Oh, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> so that one, I, it's hard to read off your, your key, yeah. uh, but what, I can, what you and I can do if you want is we can list this for you to put in your description. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Tali, any final thoughts? Anything you'd like to share with people? Um, well, since my background is homeschooling, I'll just circle back to our previous point, which is if you're thinking about homeschooling at all, don't be intimidated by the entire process. Yeah. Just try something. Put one foot in front of the other. And if you have any questions, go ahead and reach out to freemarketkids.com. On the bottom of the page is a contact form and shoot me any questions you have and I'll be happy to answer them but just know that there are tons and tons of resources out there is not as Mm. hard as you think it is just take it one step at a time yeah our emails I'm scott at freemarketkids.com for email and and Tali so you have scott and Tali you can do either one at freemarketkids and And T-A-L-I T-A-L-I yeah Thanks so much for being with me on the podcast, Nomad 21. Appreciate it. Thank you for asking. We've enjoyed our conversation. (laughs) This has been fantastic. Awesome. Uh Uh-huh. Really cool. Nice folks. So I hope you're inspired to get into the game in more than one way. There's Huddle Up for so many reasons, the ones we discussed, the pure enjoyment, the learning, and perhaps the idea of orange-pilling your friends and loved ones. You can also get into the game of homeschooling, as you heard. Certainly a sound idea. The separation of school and state, a concept which neatly goes hand-in-hand with Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Thanks, kids. Uh, please support me in my quest to bring this podcast from a van to you, Nomad21, stream it on the Fountain app, make a donation, DM me on Twitter. I'm at uh, Nomad underscore 21. And take note, the 21 is in letters. That's it for now. Uh, happy trails. Talk to you soon here on N21. Mm-hmm.